At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Right, welcome to the show today. We have lots of rational thoughts, but I thought that was kind of a funny intro, so we keep using it. Um, our our guest today, our guest today, he's been on the show before because I love him so much. I brought him back a second time. He's a media host, executive coach, international trainer, brings a unique combination of 35 years of experience in coaching, sales, marketing, training, and he's trained corporations, business owners, entrepreneurs, individuals. He's presented over 3,000 live events. This guy must be 100 years old. He shared the stage with General Colin Powell, Susie Orman, Jack Canfield, Les Brown, Steve Forbes, and many more, selling millions of dollars in products from the stage, live events, even infomercials. Uh, so he's an internationally accomplished and entertaining presenter. He's spoken to hundreds of thousands of attendees across a range of industries, brings a wealth of knowledge and expertise to the airwaves, stages, boardrooms, podiums, and print. He's a obviously sought after executive coach and business expert. Uh, his training propelled one client's business to grow approximately from $8 million to almost $100 million, $100 million in just under six years. And his life's purpose is to inspire and empower others to serve humanity through their life's purpose and spirit, joy, and love. And so welcome to the show today, the authentic connector, Mr. Scott Schilling. There he is. Hey, Scott. Well, thank you, Doug. It almost sounds like I wrote that. It is. It, yeah, I only I only changed two words, but everything else is all you, man. That's great. So we're going to get into your background and all your accolades in a minute. I want to give people an idea why they should hang around for the next 20, 25 minutes. What's in it for them? Well, you know, the, uh, everything starts with a connection. And a lot of times people want to get connected to somebody they think is untouchable or unreachable. And the reality is they're not. Wow. So well, let's share how they can. Okay. Very good. So I want to get to that in a minute. Before we do, I want to hear about your background. You've got all this experience in training and speaking, and whatnot. What'd you do before that? What about when you're a little bit, when you're a little puppy? What were you doing when you were a kid? Well, I I think I've always been a sales guy, and and uh, with that, I've always been a a trainer. Uh, you know, I started like many people do a corporate career. My dad worked for the same company for forty six years, so that's wow. the model I saw. Yeah. You know, so that's what you do, right? You get your education mm -hmm. and you go to work for a corporation. Uh, rocketed to the top of that company. I was very blessed. Mm -hmm. And uh, shocking, 13 and a half years later, corporate America changed. And uh, they asked me to do some things that I didn't believe in. They had every right to ask me. I worked for them. I had every right to say no. I just didn't have every right to say no and still work there. So I chose to leave. And uh, well, you don't have to name names. Is this something like immoral or unethical or just out of, out of the scope of the work? Is it well, I, we had taken and, and grown a business from nothing to thirteen and a half million dollars in mm. just over three years. We had delivered yeah. extra profit to the company, beat, beat mm -hmm. uh, budgets and everything. And then they arbitrarily wanted to reduce headcount oh. out in the field and they said, we want you to fire somebody. And I go, I don't play with people's lives like that. They help get us here. Yeah. Um, we don't have any excess, in my opinion. And um, they said, we hear your opinion. So now fire somebody. And I said, uh, not going to do that. And so then we had a, another lengthy conversation about that. And they said, get us our head count by Friday. And I said, okay. 
Wednesday, I had somebody happened to call me and said, hey, we need a vice president of sales and you've been kicking our butt. I know you wouldn't be interested, but uh, and I said, what are you doing for lunch? Nice. And we had lunch and and uh, Friday I called the company and I said, I got your headcount. And they said, who's that? I said, me. They go, no, 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 we need you. And I said, too late. You you gave me a task. I gave you the the result. So wow. I'm not sure it was the, the smartest decision of my career, but it was something that I felt I had to, I only had one guy to look in the, in the mirror at each day. Mm -hmm. And I knew that I wasn't going to uh, jack with a single black mom with two kids going to night school, uh, working to better herself to save 20 grand. Yeah. It, it just wasn't the right thing to do in my mm -hmm. mind. And again, they had every right to ask me. I had every right to say, no, I just couldn't stay there. So I became their headcount. Wow. So instead of losing the, the lower level person, they lost the upper level person there. Such yeah. is life. And the, the person that approached you, that was you said they, you were kicking their butt. That was a competitor that you were working against? And yeah, I went to work for a competitor as a, uh, I got a 35% raise, a better car, and we were off to the races. So what's what's what made it, go? it was a great decision then. There's no downside there. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I I know yeah. that, but it it just you know every you know I that's what I think. Every, everything in life starts with a decision. Sure. Uh, the, the word decision comes from Latin decidere to cut off. You have to cut off the previous choice right. to make a new path. Mm. And um, quite frankly more people should make those decisions. They get stuck yeah. in pigeonholed or have a very unfulfilling life. Yeah. And uh, we were meant to have the greatest life experience we can possibly have. That's right. Absolutely great. Well, that's a, that's a great story. I love that one, especially when I learn something new about Latin. Um, <laughs> yeah, I throw a lot of Latin in my car. Oh, okay, great. So, okay, so you, you work in other environments or other companies, whatnot. When did you make the transition to being an entrepreneur and being on your own? What was that like? Well, really, after I left that next company, I, I went out consulting and and then I would I got a I got absorbed to become somebody, one of my clients, executive vice presidents, and then we we pioneered that product and then there was an exit and I became a consultant again and became the executive vice president of another client. And uh, so I, I've had that pattern uh, yeah. back and forth. Uh, you know, and then 25 years ago, 20, somewhere around there, I decided that I could, with the skill set that I had learned in presentation and being in front of rooms as, as a sales trainer, mm -hmm. I said, I really believe that I could serve more people if I became a professional speaker full time. Yeah. And that's the rest they say is history. It's I've done over 3000 live events, probably had a million people in seats in front of me and front man for eight infomercials and mm -hmm. all sorts of really cool stuff that is that is phenomenal that's great so we're going to get to the uh your your big your big uh, takeaway here and how to connect with anybody even if somebody scares you in a minute before we do i'm curious about the speaking world like you talk about you know speaking and training are two different skill sets how do you know which one to go after if you're a new person getting into that which one do you start with and why well, part of it is is what you feel called to. Uh, mm -hmm. I would, you know, I mean, I always was a sales trainer, so I was very accustomed to that. So the leap for me was to become a professional platform speaker. Yeah. And what you, I don't think that when I went into it, 
I really understood the difference, quite frankly. Yeah. Um, and people say, well, what's the difference? Well, when you're a speaker, it's that period of time, you're kind of a rock star. You know, yeah. it's the, thank you, Detroit, I'm done. You know, and you never see those people again. And you hopefully right. have imparted something of value that they take mm -hmm. and implement. But you don't necessarily know that because there's no relationship really created. Sure. Whereas in training, it's a much more intimate. Uh, you get to know the people sitting in the yeah. chairs. You you impart longer lasting strategies to them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, in fact, not long ago, I got a... Um, a, an email from somebody that said, Hey, I just wanted you to know, I closed the biggest deal of my career with what you taught us in training, April 1st and 2nd, 2004. Mm -hmm. You know, so I mean, here it is what 18, 19 years later, wow. and, and they they're still using yeah. what they learned in that training class. That's the real difference. There's a relationship. It can, be, can become lifelong if you wanted to. Mm -hmm. And your your byline is you're the authentic connector. Does that uh, imply that a lot of people are not doing it authentically or what? Well, quite frankly, the, the way it all came about is somebody said to me, hey, Scott, are you an influencer? Mm -hmm. And I said, well, I believe I have influence, but I wouldn't call myself an influencer. And she goes, oh, interesting. Why not? And I said, well, to me, Again, this is just my opinion. Influencers are playing a little bit of a game. It tends to be all about themselves. And she said, okay, that's interesting. So how would you describe yourself? I said, well, I would describe myself as an authentic connector. And she said, what's the difference? I said, well, there's a huge difference. An authentic connector is concerned about the end result of for all and everyone prospers. Mm-hmm. And she goes, oh, my God, that's exactly who you are. The angels are yeah. singing. My goosebumps have goosebumps. It's uh, it's amazing. And uh, and I went, you know, as a sales trainer and as a sales guy, mm -hmm. everything starts with the first connection. Yeah. If, if you can't connect, you can't build relationship. And if you can't build relationship, you don't build trust. And if you don't build trust, you don't build a lifelong customer. Yeah. So, so it, it wow. just became so natural, quite frankly. It's yeah. what I've been doing the entire time, just never really called it out. Right. I love that. You know, so so often people, when I look at business models or businesses and I'm looking at, are they product centric or industry centric or customer centric? You know, it's like very interesting to see their, what they're, what they lead with, whatnot. Mm -hmm. And our mutual friend, I think, I think he actually introduced us with Kent Emmons, right? Yep. And oh my gosh, still to this day, people don't know what the guy does. Because <laughs> I'm not sure just, he knows. I'm not sure he, he knows. He just something. connects people, and yeah. it's the old, uh, you know, seven habits. You you know, give without expecting anything in return, and it always comes back to one way or the other. And so, watching him and you and a couple of people I know in life, like our friend Bob Berg, yeah, who just do that as a as a as a habit, without even thinking about any kind of ROI, return, and whatnot. Um, is that, do I have it about right? Yeah. Quite frankly, one of the things I wrote about in my last book is, is mm -hmm. working on ROR, which is return on relationship. Yeah. Uh, you know, really as opposed to, you know, because it, if you're, if you're living full out, 
I believe you're working to have the greatest life experience you can. And that's hard to do by yourself. You, yeah. You've got to do it with other people. And so that that becomes the fun part of the relationship is connecting with people, really finding out their needs, wants and desires. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, as a sales guy or a sales trainer, I, I share it all the time. People make sales and, and quite frankly, relationships far mm -hmm. too hard. It's only four yeah. words. Identify, problem, provide, solution. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, it's not rocket science. It's a short book, by the way. Yes, yeah, right. Two pages long, or one page if you have a small font. <laughs> you know, when it comes to this, I've I've been at my share, fair share of networking groups and making great people like you, and I've seen this go on. And I, I, you know, I pretty much give when everybody calls me, I'm giving as much as I can, value wise. And I had a guy yesterday, in fact, said, "Wow, you could have charged for this information." Like, I could have, but I don't need to. I prefer to plant my seeds and see what grows. Right, much better than trying to kill the goose. But my question to you is this, how, when you're serving and connecting people, there's a certain level of time involved. And at some point, like, Hey, there's no, um, how do you discern which ones to invest your time with? You might have 20 people want to talk to you in a day. How do you know which, which 10 do you want to talk with? Well, the, the great part about it is again, you get to decide, you know, uh, we all have the choice to choose. But once right. the choice is chosen, the choice now controls the chooser. Yeah, but how do you so, choose the right one? How do you know well, who's going to, you know? You know, I mean, where'd they come from? First of all, mm -hmm. did they come from a trusted, vetted resource? That's good, uh, right? You know, I mean, like if if you call me and say, hey, Scott, I need, I need you to meet somebody. Yeah. It's a hell yes. Yeah, right. And I've had other people that say, hey, Scott, I need you to meet somebody. And it's a hell no. Uh, I'll get not, back to you. Yeah, it's not because of necessarily who the, they want to introduce me to. It's the mm -hmm. introducer, right? Wow. You know, it, it's about developing relationships far in advance of the need for the relationship. There you go. Yeah, uh, you you know, know, before you're thirsty, yeah. Yeah, it's exactly it. You know, I mean, people do business with those they know, like, and trust. Mm -hmm. My suggestion to people is if they don't know you, assume they don't like you. And if they don't like you, assume they don't trust you because yeah. it's imperative that you build trust. Well, you have to have trust ahead of when the need for that trust exists. Wow. Yeah, that's a good formula, I love that. So you've been doing this for a while, you're the authentic connector, but we wanna find out about this cool idea of you saying, because, hey, I wanna connect with somebody who's way uh, difficult, or I think is difficult to uh, approach or connect with. How do you approach a celebrity or a politician or someone who's like, as you know, hard to get hold of? Well, I think part of it is number one, in, uh, announcing your intention to your own existing network. I'll give you an example. I was I was at a dinner one night with a guy, uh, well, with a bunch of people. I knew most of them. I didn't happen to know this gentleman. Mm -hmm. And he asked a simple question. If you could meet, if you could sit with anybody dead or alive right now, who would it be? And I said, well, number one, it's a great question yeah. uh, that anybody can use. Right. And, and my answer was, well, Richard Branson, that my God, the guy's a genius. Yeah. And he goes, I can make that happen in 62 days. 62 days, not 61. Cause I really want to know. He, he literally said, I can make that happen in 62 days. Would that be okay? Huh? I said, absolutely. If you could set up that, I would love that. And literally 62 days later, I met Richard Branson. 
Um, now, the guy happened to be involved in a gala for yeah. uh, Virgin Unite, which mm -hmm. was uh, his mom's charity, really. Oh, nice. Okay. And, and I was invited to the gala mm -hmm. in Los Angeles for Virgin Unite. And during that time, I got to spend time with Richard Bransman. But more mm -hmm. importantly, I looked over and there's this lovely lady sitting at a table by herself. And I said, um, may I sit down and join you? you? You look a little lonely. She said, oh, that would be lovely. I said, hi, my name is Scott. And she said, hi, I'm Richard's mother. Oh, and I got to sit with Richard Branson's mother for over an hour. I was the only one who took any interest in her. And she was telling me little Richard stories. <laughs> See, that is a big lesson right there. That is massive. Yeah, Eve Branson... Oh my God. I said, well, what brings you to an event like this? Well, this is my charity. Excuse me? Yes, I'm Richard's mother. <laughs> I'm Richard's mother, Eve. Nice. So you spent wow. an hour third. How long with Richard? A couple minutes. Three minutes, five minutes, yeah. maybe. Right. I mean, it was wonderful. And he's very gracious. And, yeah. you know, but in, and I watched as much as it was important that night, was watching how he, was so gracious to everybody mm, yeah and you know not necessarily was so gracious to him right they're trying to they've known him for 12 seconds now yeah, and they're trying right. yeah look at look at my picture with my best friend and and i pitched him yeah. my deal and you know all that please let's talk about this because this is important if you're smart enough to get in touch with somebody you revere don't pitch him a deal oh my god that's just like eh. No, ask to learn from them. You know, one of the concepts I teach, and, and I learned it from one of my mentors, is take a millionaire to lunch. Mm -hmm. And and people go, well, why would I, little old me, take a millionaire to lunch? Well, first of all, they eat too. Uh, so that's an opportunity. Number two is while you're sitting with them, you can simply either ask questions or listen to their yeah. genius. It just kind of falls out of them. Right. And number three, when you go to pick up the check, that doesn't happen typically for them. Nope. And so now you have automatically differentiated yourself mm -hmm. from the vast majority who say, oh, if I had the opportunity, I could sell them my idea. Remember, people do business with those they know, like and trust. The second order. you get there. Yeah. Do you have any trust built? Absolutely not. There's skepticism. There's all sorts yeah. of, you know, why is this person doing it? If, if, if I'm sitting with you, you being the millionaire and I say, you know, Mr. Crow, and you would be nice enough and gracious enough to say, Oh, call me Doug, which uh, someday I hope you allow as us friends that <laughs> I can actually call you. Doug. Uh, yeah. I'm a, I'm a media host now. Come on, Scott. You know, that's right. But, but I would say, you know, Doug, I just so thank you for the opportunity to break bread with you. Yeah. Can I ask you a few questions? And the millionaire always says, well, sure. I say, how did you get here? Yeah. You know, what was the driving force? You know, what did you have to learn to do that? What yeah. relationships did you need to create? See, success leaves clues. But what mm -hmm. most people do is, is they won't ask for the clues. And then even when they're given the clues, yeah. they won't use them. This is not rocket wow. surgery. I know. You I know. know. Let me share you a quick story. I, it's so funny you mention this because I had a. Uh, I used to sell next cell phones and I, you know, voice 
services, whatnot. And one of my clients um, sold his company for $100 million. And it was privately held. No, it was all his, right? He did very, very well with it. And I did what you did. I, hey, can I take you to lunch? And he said, I don't eat lunch. I said, well, can I take you out and you can watch me eat? You know, <laughs> what else to say? I'm like, I want to hang out with you for at least 20 minutes. So um, we went to a restaurant and I asked him basically two questions that, you know, what, what's the secret of success? What, what was it? And he said, never hire anybody. You wouldn't feel comfortable having over for dinner at your house. That was lesson number one. And lesson number two was never expect anybody to do more than 80% of what you would do. Interesting. You know, don't don't because you know as entrepreneurs we like think all employees are like gung ho to build a company like we are. No, they're employees. They don't have the same drive or framework that we have. And so as I'm doing things, I always think about those two answers. Like you know what? Don't expect them to you know to be as you know do a good job, but don't expect them to you know always over deliver or anything. So it's, it's no, that's a that that is a, a phenomenal tip. Yeah, yeah there's something yeah. about the entrepreneur that has just got this drive that. You're right. going to bang your head a lot. You're going to do, yeah. you're going to run into walls. You're going to do all sorts of stuff, but you go, yeah, yeah just part One of it. My other friends took out a billionaire lunch in India once. He was like, he was like running the largest telecom company in India, right? This is guy, guy was, you know, whatever those 11 figures and, um, oh, 12, whatever it is. He's a billionaire. <laughs> and, uh, Jerry takes him out. And like you just said, he, he buys him lunch. And the guy's like, what? He said, yeah, I mean, like to cover the bill. He's like, no one's ever, ever right. offered to buy me lunch because he's always the big daddy in the room that got the most money. They just actually assume, hey, a hundred bucks to him is is like a nickel or a penny to everybody else. But you're like, no, it's my job. I took you to lunch. Let me take care of lunch. And it, like I said, it's not the money because it doesn't matter at that level. It's the gesture. Right. Right. Well, that that was in. And I learned another valuable lesson from Zig Ziglar. Zig Ziglar mm -hmm. would allow you to buy his lunch. And mm -hmm. somebody said to him, you know, Zig, you got plenty of money. Why didn't you buy? He said, why would I deny you the opportunity to be of service to me? Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. It, it, so just some really valuable lessons. I mean, if mm -hmm. you're fairly observant over your life, it's amazing what it can do to help you. Yeah. Right. So any of the tips I'm getting to the, the besides asking, besides just saying, hey, putting it out there, any of the ideas how to get to the, uh, High profile people in our lives? Well, the, the reality is uh, one of the questions that I ask is, um, Doug, who do you know that you think I need to know? Yeah. Yeah. Right. And, and so, um, or who do you know you understand what I'm doing? Mm -hmm. Who have I not thought of that you can think of? Yeah. And then you give me a name and then I say, is there any chance you could introduce me? Yeah. Because most of the time you won't come up with a name of somebody you don't know. Right. So right. now you've, you, they used to talk about six degrees of separation. You were mm -hmm. never more than six people away from who you, who you ideally That's like right. to meet. Right. I think in this social media age, this internet age, mm -hmm. quite frankly, I think you can be two steps from wow. anybody you want to meet. Yeah, I don't maybe. think it's many more than that anymore. Yeah. You know, because you, again, if you're observant enough, if, it, mm -hmm. you know, I, I want to meet you. Right. All of a sudden I come across your podcast and mm -hmm. I see who your guest list is. Mm -hmm. And maybe I know one of them. 
Well, right. if they were on your show, the chances mm -hmm. are they now know you because yeah. I know how you run your show, right? You wouldn't yeah. do that. Right. And so, again, there are clues everywhere on how to get right. to somebody. Right. Um, you know, I know people that are running uh, dinners and, and fundraising events for mm -hmm. some very big name mm -hmm. uh, political players. Right. Well, if my friend is doing that now, will they pass that introduction along? I don't know. Yeah. But at least they know the path to take that path. And and it's right. the reality is again, if if you're there to be of service, mm -hmm. again, my signature on my email is please let me know how I can be of service. Right. I mean, I I've had that as my signature for probably 30 years now. Yeah. And I remember when I first started doing it, somebody uh -huh. said, What are you angling for? <laughs> Obviously, I don't know you. Yeah, I said, what are you talking about? Well, this, you know, please let me know how I can be of service. I said, oh, oh, you want the secret to that? It's what can I do to be of service to you? So you don't want anything in exchange? No, I want to be able to serve you if, in fact, you need service. Now, yeah. here's the here's the key. If you don't, I'm okay with that, too. <laughs> you know, it's like all you can do is do the outbound is is yeah. work to, you know, it's yeah. I get hit up a lot on LinkedIn and a lot of different. Yeah, right. Oh my God. Right. Yeah. And, and no, I, I'm not the only guy. who, who But I accept most of those meetings and people go, oh, doesn't that waste time? I said, which part of my the authentic connector says mind reader? That's the one thing I am not. And so, yeah. quite frankly, if somebody has enough interest to want to meet me, I should yeah. at least have enough interest to want to meet them. Yep. And after we have that meeting, then I'll determine whether we're going to have more meetings. Mm -hmm. You know, but but the one thing that I always is enjoyable to me, like on a LinkedIn, is you accept a, a greeting and all of a sudden, six tenths of a second later, you've got a message yeah, that yeah. now says, hey, I've reviewed your profile and I think we've got some synergies. No, you paid for a bot. And you don't really <laughs> care. Right? And so the, the point is, I'll still have the meeting. Yeah. yeah. Because they're just playing a numbers game and trying to do something. Yeah. I don't know how to qualify or disqualify until you at least have had the conversation. Right. Yeah. I, I, I'm probably doing a very similar in most ways, maybe not to your level, but I had one guy I talked to and we talked about, you know, I'm a ghostwriting publishing company and it wasn't a good fit for him. Like, that's fine. No big deal. Six months later, he sends me a referral guy signs up five figure deal. Like, yeah, you know, things that if it, like you said, if you just, just help out when you can, it makes a difference. I had one message, um, that I did for a while on LinkedIn where I was connecting with people. And instead of what everybody else does, like, you know, pitching their stuff, I, you know, pick a line from you and Bob Berg. I'm like, okay, what lead resource or connection could I provide that would make your week really amazing? You know, stuff like that. And a couple of times they tell me, a couple of times, what's your angle? It's like, what the, one person said, that's, that's the most refreshing response I've ever received. Yeah. You know, they didn't get, 
we didn't do anything, but at least it made them feel better for a second, you know? Was, well, the other side of it, again, my platform is really to return respect, honor, and dignity to the planet. I mean, respect is something we should all show each other. I don't have to agree right. with you, but I should at least respect you. Yeah. Honor is is then lifting you up in some way. And then dignity is what we both feel if we've done that appropriately. So okay. the, the reality is, you know, I've had it, all sorts of people invest in me and my career that have never asked for anything or or whatever why not pay it forward? I mean, I remember when the movie Pay It Forward came out. Yeah. In fact, it's a big part of talking with giants, which is the free gift that you all get here. Um, the But the, the whole concept of pay it forward was like, this is the way it should be. Yeah. Why, 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 why are we deal? not, you know, we live in an abundant world. Mm -hmm. There's more money on this planet than it has ever been at any one time in history. Yeah. Why are we so lack focused? And so, well, but gosh, you could recommend somebody to something and they could do a business deal and you might not get anything from it. Happens all the time. Well, first of all, it felt good. So mm -hmm. I did get something from it. Um, not everything is measured in financial return. Now, that's right. some things are, but what you find out is when the integrity is there, when the relationship is there, when the trust is there, you know, how did I get on the big stages to be able to be with Colin Powell and Rudy Giuliani and mm -hmm. Susie Orman and blah, 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 blah. Well, 10 years earlier, I was speaking for an organization. They didn't have enough people to fulfill the need. After I was done speaking, I said, hey, I'll work the back of the room for you for the rest of the weekend. Yeah. He said, well, we can't afford to pay you. I said, I never asked to be paid. You need the help. Five years later, same guy walks into a room at the Marina Hotel in Sarasota, wow. Florida. I say, hey, Rick, how you doing? He goes, you remember? I said, sure. We did that event five years ago in Dallas. Nice. He ends up buying the product I have. Five years later, he's responsible for putting people on that stage with Colin Powell and Susie Orman and nice. Steve. And they all wrote down they, they had a meeting of the ceo the president and him they all who's the best speaker in the country not speaking for us currently they all wrote my name he called me and he said hey we need you to speak for us and i said great i'm a 10-year overnight sensation <laughs> i love it great lessons scott That's i would have, i would have loved for that to happen much sooner obviously but again, it's not about that. If it took that long, it took that long. Yeah. It's just the way it works. Love it. Love it. So you mentioned a free gift. So let's go ahead and get to that and wrap up, Mr. Mr. Schilling. What do you got here for us today? Yeah. Love everybody to get a copy of my book, Talking with Giants. And so you can go to twgfreegift.com and download the whole dang book. All right. Very good. And if you didn't get that, you show notes are below. Click below there and get that. Scott? Thank you very much for being on the show today. I really appreciate it. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you, Doug. Greatly appreciate it. See y'all. Okay. That goes the show for today. You're going to want to take notes that the author of brand shown. If you didn't, they're right below. So click, subscribe, get the notes, and get Scott's book. It looks like a good one. Have a good one.